Welcome to Out of Home Insider. Today's episode is all about dropping out of college. No, just kidding. But it is an origin story that may inspire you to take a chance on yourself. We're joined by Douglas Lustin, founder of AdStash, a technology company that turns any old TV screen and any old business into a revenue-generating, place-based-connected TV capable of delivering targeted ads with real-time impression measurement. Find out how Douglas dropped out of college after winning an idea contest to start one of the fastest-growing tech companies in the place-based-connected TV category. And if you're looking for other ways to help grow your business, head over to onescreen.ai and click Get Listed in the upper right-hand corner. Whether you're on the buy or sell side of the business, provide technology, hardware, or even social media marketing, we want to get you listed in the first free public access directory for out of home. So go to onestream.ai right now and click get listed. Without further ado, let's go. Welcome everybody to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Douglas, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Tim, for having me. Really excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know, We've heard a lot about AdStash and uh, over the last few months, obviously, at one screen and working with you all on some different projects there. And we've had Brian Fitzgibbons on the show previously from Venue X, who is uh, obviously a user of the AdStash platform and the LinkIt device. But you've got a really funny, kind of cool, interesting, dropped out of college origin story with how you got into out of home, right? But maybe that's a good place to start is how'd you get into this whole crazy game? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and shout out uh, to Brian from Venue X, uh, giving a, a, a quick shout out. So, um, yeah, I actually, in my first year of University of Waterloo, which is in Canada, um, kind of like Canada's MIT, it's a very computer science focused school, um, had a pitch competition for $25,000, just who could pitch the best idea. And uh, at the time, I had nothing to lose. And uh, that was a lot of pizza and beer uh, that I could potentially fund. So um, I ended up winning the pitch competition. It wasn't for exactly what we do today, but it was in the digital out-of-home space. We were putting ads on escalators and whatnot. And um, after winning that pitch, you know, a a few investment groups said, hey, we uh, we would fund you, but why escalators? Uh, why don't you just put ads on like screens in easier places? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And so uh, part of that deal was, you know, hey, we'll we'll fund the company, but you got to drop out of school and do this full time. And so uh, made a quick phone call to mom and dad said, hey, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> going for it. And uh, yeah, never looked back since. I was uh almost 10 years ago. So time flies, but that's, that's how I got all started in this industry. Wow. God bless. That's a, that's a heck of a way to get started. So 10 years ago, it was just an idea. You didn't have a company in college or the thing that you were actively working on, right? This was a, it was a competition, $25,000 best idea. This was not a pre-existing business, correct? That's correct. Yeah. It was just kind of on a, on a whim. And, uh, 
you know, I had done some like freelancing, um, just like making websites for family, friends and stuff and doing maybe like a little bit of Google ads work. So I knew the ad industry a bit, you know, I knew what an impression was. Um, I knew what a CPM was, but there was no business. In fact, I think with the money part of that, I think the very first dollar I spent was incorporating the company so I could accept the money. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. well, that, that's a good first step. Take us back to what was the idea with the escalators? I'm super interested in what that was. What was uh, what was the unique quality of the escalators that you want to include? So um, I have this idea and I heard this really crazy stat that like a billion people ride an escalator a day uh, across the world. I don't know if that's the exact the exact number, but it's up there. It's really high, especially in like Asia and other places. So um, I thought, okay, well, if we could put like ads on the handrails. So when you're going up an escalator, you're holding like either a sticker or a little screen Very or clever. something. You can have so many impressions. And I actually had a, a pretty close family friend in the escalator business who um, who would be like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. We could do that. So that's how that's how it all started. That makes sense. So that is not the business that you're in today. Since then, no. you've uh, you've you've pivoted. You've you've got a hardware element. You've got a, a SaaS element. You've got uh, a few different pieces to the AdStash platform. What is it that AdStash does specifically? And then I'd like to to get into a little bit more of the conversation around place based. Um, kind of place-based connected TV, if you will, which is which is really the universe that, that you play in. Yeah, for sure. So what AdSash does is power and monetize digital signs with advertising. We have solutions to basically activate any digital screen to a money-making device. We have the hardware, so the media player uh, that powers ads onto the screen and it just connects do you have, to the screen do you have one close by do you have one i have one it's across the room there it is all right douglas uh, has it a little yeah. bit so it's i mean that's about the size of a a cell phone no it's actually the exact the exact size of a deck of cards interesting that's a, okay so you've got a device the size of a deck of cards that plugs into any screen with an hdmi input that's correct yes and then we also have a free content management system that's hosted in the cloud so that you can log in and schedule ads or content onto your screen. And that's what makes AdStash so unique is for that content management system, there are no monthly fees. It's mm. completely free. And the reason why is because it is connected to multiple programmatic SSPs and DSPs so that they can buy advertising on screens at will and we take a commission from that advertising. So it's kind of like an ad supported model. And what we realized was a lot of small and medium sized businesses in North America never really did digital signage because they didn't want that monthly fee. It wasn't really a big priority for them. But now if we can go to these small, medium businesses and say, hey, here's a way for you to make a new revenue stream, suddenly digital signage becomes something they want to do. And so um, the only other element on top of that, and it's a premium feature, is we can also offer audience measurement and analytics. 
So if you'd like to know how many people are walking by your screen, how long they're there for, how many times they've been there before, we use a Wi-Fi and mobile detecting technology so that you can use that data for whatever purpose you'd like. Maybe reporting back to your advertisers, back to your building, whoever, and that's that's built in there as well. Okay, so just to make sure I understood and got all that right, you if I'm a small business owner, I'm thinking of the coffee shop that I go to. They've got a TV screen in the corner that's always off. They could get the Linkit device, the piece of hardware, size of a deck of cards, plug that into their TV, and then get a free content management platform that they could use to show their daily specials or show, you know, maybe some content, how the coffee gets made or how it gets roasted. Um, and then they could additionally monetize that screen by being plugged into um, the SSP, DSP side of, of AdStash. Did, did I get all that about right? Every, everything except it's an AdStash device. LinkedIn an is ad stash the, device, premium, the premium analytics I was speaking of before, but yes, everything else you said is exactly right. Okay, great. So so then if, if, if I was the small coffee store owner and I've got a couple of TVs that are just sitting there turned off or my barbershop too. My barbershop's got like a bunch of flat screen TVs and they're, they're generally off. Uh, they could be monetizing those screens by having an ad stash device and just selling ads to the bakery next door, or the, uh, you know, the, the garage across the street. So there's ways that small and local businesses can ultimately monetize the attention that's in their stores through a platform that's free which is pretty exactly. amazing. And then that gives advertisers access to say, I want to advertise in barbershops or I want to advertise in coffee stores because my audience is there. That's pretty incredible. And when you talk about the analytics, I think that that's particularly interesting because out of home in general, measurement's always been the big question. How do I know that it's working? So when you're measuring folks that are in front of screens inside of places, what are the types of analytics that you're able to, to detect from one of those devices? Yeah, so basic traffic data. So how many phones are within viewing distance of the screen? So let's say you've got a huge screen, but you lock it in a closet. Unless you're in that closet, you can't see the screen. So the, the, the devices are calibrated to make sure that we're only counting people who can actually see the screen. And so the big ones are how many people were there or phones and how long were they there for and how many times have we seen them before? That's the basic data that we then send to the advertisers so they know how much to pay or how many impressions their campaign got. Well, so, so really we're able to calculate like a reach and frequency with, I'm guessing, some sort of dwell time component, how long they're at this venue or in front of the screen? Are you able to, to determine that as well, how long that they were potentially exposed yeah. to it? Yeah, exactly. And that's something that's very unique to our technology is we don't count how long people are in the venue. We count how long are they within viewing distance of the screen. And that's wow. something we really pride ourselves on because a lot of advertisers have a bad taste in their mouth because they'll be paying for a dwell time of like 30 minutes in a building that's got five floors and the screen is on the third floor. So everybody else who isn't on that floor, they're still counting their dwell time when that isn't really the case. It should only be the dwell time of when they actually can see their ad. And that's something that 
you know, where the whole industry is still working on solving, but we think we've got the solution for. Yeah, I think it definitely sounds like a really good place to start from. So we've got the small business side where I'm a small business owner. I could plug this into any one of my screens or if I maybe I have a restaurant owner, I've got multiple locations. Right now, they've effectively got their own network, um, which is pretty incredible. What are the what are the opportunities, or maybe speak to to some of the folks that are are standing up businesses around AdStash? Because it would seem to me like someone listening to this that's entrepreneurial, someone that's listening to this that maybe already has a billboard plant. The next iteration, logically to me, is rather than going and selling pre roll advertising or display advertising, go create a network of digital screens in your market to complement the billboards that you have. And sell it as like hyper-local, place-based, connected TV retargeting. That seems more synergistic than I'm a billboard company and now I sell connected TV ads that I'm white labeling from you know the trade desk or whatever. What how are how are how are the entrepreneurial business owners like a Brian Fitzgibbons from Venue X? How are you working with media owners to modernize their place-based networks? Yeah, that's a really great point. And most of our screens today on the platform, you know, we've got over 70,000 now have actually come from what all I call kind of affiliates or resellers, these single entrepreneurs or maybe businesses that already have screens in place or are looking to put screens in the market. And, you know, they know somebody with 50 screens, 20 screens, 100 screens. And this becomes a really good opportunity for them. What we do in that case is we give them a piece of that advertising revenue that flows through. So everybody's on a commission model and it's fair for everybody. AdStash only gets paid when we bring advertising. The affiliate only gets paid when the uh, screen owner themselves or the venue gets some advertising money as well. So it's really a team effort. Um, and we all make money at the same time, which again is very different than a lot of digital signage companies out there. So we work with individuals helping them, you know, get their first network up and running or um, get them kind of to start a business and start uh, installing these devices everywhere. We also work with like place-based networks that already exist and are just looking to get rid of their CMS fee and are looking to get started in programmatic. Um, and already have a network of screens out there. We work with them too. Um, but that, that seems to be a very good go-to-market strategy for us is working with others rather than going to the small business direct all the time. Um, so we're, we're working with digital signage groups, digital signage networks, screen manufacturers, kiosk um, manufacturers, install, installers, really anybody who wants some ad revenue. Wow. No, it makes a lot of sense. So here's the killer question. I'm sure at the beginning um, of COVID, you were able to see within the the, uh, the LinkedIn platform, dwell times drop off. People weren't there um, and be able to see that pretty much instantaneously. How, how have you seen the recovery? Are you seeing different patterns today than maybe you did two years ago in, in, in a pre-COVID scenario? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it it was actually pretty scary at, at the start. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was it was crazy to see the amount of drop off, but it, we also saw surges in other locations. Like we were in pharmacies, a, a huge portion of our networks are in pharmacies and medical clinics, which we saw a massive spike for. Right, everybody getting checked out by the doctors, everybody doing COVID tests, 
everybody buying hand sanitizer and toilet paper. So it was kind of interesting to see where a lot of places we lost traffic, we gained traffic. Um, right now, traffic is back, but not fully, right? Uh, and it's very, very territorial. Uh, so like in some places in the US, we're like 100% there to where we were two years ago. Canada, for example, we've still got a lot of COVID restrictions here. So like we're seeing capacity now at like maybe 70%. So it really depends on where in the world you are and, and what type of venue you're in. Um, but those that do have the freedom to go out, people are going back out. You know, people really did miss their restaurants, their movies. Um, I know I sure did. So we're, it's interesting to see the patterns. Yeah, no, I, I, I very much the same. Missed all of those things, as I'm sure everybody listening to this listen to this has as connected tv has really grown as a category and as a, as a channel that that marketers especially you know speak of lockdown uh, we saw a lot of advertisers pivot those ad dollars that they were spending maybe on traditional out of home um into those more connected type of experiences and place-based connected tv as a category really seems to make a lot of sense it's something that our ceo sam has talked a lot about and something i'm sure you think a lot about too how, what are what are the opportunities for advertisers? Is this the same as the rest of out of home? How should buyers be thinking about the opportunity to run video creative in a place based one to few one to one setting? How should they be thinking about that? Is yeah. it part of out of home? Is it part of the general mix? I think it's both, really. I mean, we work with out of home agencies who only do out of home, and and place based is a, a core component of that. We also work with a lot of connected TV right now because it is a TV in an indoor environment with a captive audience. I mean, who doesn't want that? It, it, they're sort of blending together, right? Um, the benefit of, of indoor or digital place-based is that it's very efficient. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're trying to reach um, young men who are in a health and fitness lifestyle. You could put an ad on a billboard where you think those people live, which would be great. But what you can also do is put that ad specifically in gyms. So now you're paying for impressions where there's a huge concentration of your target audience in a gym. You know, like 99% of people are your target audience there. Whereas on the billboard, maybe 60% or 50% or 40% of the impressions you're paying for are actually reaching that target audience. So it, it's a really, really efficient way to spend your ad dollars. And with the amount of reporting that's done now, um, I think advertisers are becoming a lot more familiar and comfortable with that concept. So, um, you know, whether it's an omni-channel DSP, an agency direct, there's a lot of benefits to doing indoor versus outdoor. And I would say if I had to pick one, efficiency would probably be it. Yeah, I love I love that you bring that up. I was just talking to a friend about this the other day that the power of out of home, as great as all the targeting and the measurement things are, I think some something that's important to keep in that lens and that purview is is on target percentage. Just because that billboard is perfectly targeted, or that we can do some sort of deterministic measurement, what's the on target percentage relative to the effective ad dollar? And using some of those inputs to make good decisions about where should I actually be spending ad budget and efficiency makes a lot of sense to be able to say, hey, I'm a supplement company. I want to target P 
people that go to gyms in this market because I'm sold at these GNCs. So let me be inside of gyms in that market and maybe scale up from there, getting it, getting the brand out in front of the right people. Now I want to reinforce it maybe with a bullets in uh, and, and, and kind of backing. I love, I love the flexibility that play space screens give a media plan for exactly that reason. Um, and uh, in terms of like CPMs, do the CPMs vary by venue? Do they vary by screen type? How, how maybe somebody who hasn't bought this before, how do you think about pricing or how do, how do your partners think about pricing? Yeah. So generally what we're seeing is that um, it varies on a, uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, but overall, generally it's a little cheaper than a big spectacular billboard. Um, and so when you think about, okay, this is more efficient and it's cheaper, it almost becomes a no brainer to include in your media mix. Um, the, now that being said, a lot of it depends on traffic, right? And it also depends on how specific an audience it is. For example, if you want to reach, like I'm a, I'm a type one diabetic, if you want to reach type one diabetics, advertising in just an average medical clinic might not be as efficient for you because maybe one out of a hundred people there are diabetic. But if you were to advertise in specialists, diabetic clinics, well, suddenly that CPM is going to go way up because you've got a really, really niche audience to find. Um, other things that drive it are just overall demand, right? So like if you're in a brick and mortar retail store at Christmas time, your CPMs are probably going to be higher than in the middle of the summer because you know everybody's trying to convince families to buy your product for the holidays. So to answer your question, it really varies. And it what's really cool about programmatic is that the pricing can change in real time. Like there's lots of algorithms that we're generating to say like, okay, if we've got too many ads at Christmas time, let's increase the CPM and make them auction over it. And, and that's possible through real-time bidding. Um, so the easiest way to think about it, if you're new to this is it's an auctioning system. It's just like eBay. Yeah. I, I love, I, I love using eBay as the, as the analog for here's how programmatic works, right? You could go buy it now, right? That, that would be like a guaranteed direct buy, or you could set a proxy bid and let eBay bid for you and say, Hey, I'm willing to pay this amount. And, and coming back to the idea of on-target percentage, effective ad dollars, it makes understanding that CPM variability pretty easy to understand. If I'm trying to reach a very specific audience with a high degree of certainty and little waste, well, then my on-target percentage is going to be higher. Therefore, uh, we can certainly rationalize a higher CPM uh, relative to maybe a different format. So I, I think that, that that makes really good sense. If someone's listening to this, we've got a a, a big audience that that spans both the supply and the demand side. Uh, I'm thinking specifically about my mobile truck guys because they're always looking for for new ways to measure. Um, I know billboards aren't a good fit for an ad stash device. Can you measure other things? Could you measure like a mobile LED truck, or are there other things that the device can be used for? Or no, just strictly, I uh, want to keep it to to things that don't move inside of brick and mortar venues. So uh, if the truck is moving, we're probably not a good fit, but we do have some partners that like station their trucks outside of a football stadium and like our device would be great for that. Okay. Um, but like uh, actual moving vehicle, 
vehicles were not a good fit. But that being said, we do offer our our uh, analytics technology that you can just use our device just for that. So you don't have to use our media player and everything. You can just buy our analytics and you know use it for traffic counting. Doesn't oh, even wow. have to be related to advertising. So we've got like security clients. We've got um, traffic management companies using that technology just to simply track traffic flow. So that's something that that we offer and are more than willing to chat about. And then the second uh, product that we offer that isn't widely talked about as much, but a lot of digital signage companies um, that have thousands and thousands of screens don't want to replace their existing CMS. So our we call it the ad stash API. You can just connect to our API. It will connect to your existing content management system, but it will connect you to all of the programmatic partners that we are partnered with. And so right now we're partnered with 12 of them and we've got some more on the way, but you integrate with us once you keep your existing technology stack and you're live on 12 programmatic exchanges. Wow. And why that's so special is because the average programmatic exchange takes a really good developer, like four or five months to integrate with. So if you want to integrate with 10 of them, that's like over three years of work. So what we do is we allow you to save all that time and also save all that costs paying your software developers to do that and just get money in the door now. What you're giving up for that is yes, we take a percentage of the revenue, but most people, once they do that analysis, are willing to give us a piece of the advertising revenue to get money in the door now and save all that time. You would pay a sales rep for it. You would pay uh, you know, a finder's fee, a bird dog if somebody just walked in with a deal for you anyway. It's, it's found money. I like found money and I'm happy to pay for it. Uh, Douglas, if, if somebody somebody has heard something here today and they're they're just chomping at the bit, they want to learn more. Where should they go to learn more about AdStash? Go to www.adstash.com. Um, we've got lots of contact us buttons everywhere. Uh, that uh, yeah, someone will get back to you quickly. That's the best place to reach us. Awesome, awesome. Any place that you're most active on social that folks should connect with you? Probably LinkedIn. So just look for Douglas Lusted on LinkedIn. Uh, I accept almost everybody. So uh, hit me up there and uh, definitely happy to continue the conversation there. Awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Before I let you go, let me ask you a couple of questions. You a book guy, you a podcast guy, like videos. Where do you go for inspiration, education, motivation? Yeah, I... um... I would say I am a accelerator guy. And what I mean by that is 500 startups, which we went through, Y Combinator, they are posting constantly on their blogs and their YouTube channels, what I find like phenomenal business advice that they used to keep to just the companies they invest in. Mm. Now it's really available for anyone. So I do a lot of uh, YouTube videos and podcasts, newsletters, you name it. It doesn't really matter the channel, but I like focusing on those type of groups. I find for growing a company, they're they're really helpful. Name one, your top one, if you had to say, this is the only one I'm going to keep. What's the one that... Ooh, um, there's a guy named Jason Lemkin, um, who I met at 500 Startups. He's known as the SaaS God. He, the SaaS uh, guy, he, that's strong. 
Yeah, he's amazing. The the blog posts he has on LinkedIn are, are phenomenal. That's one of my favorite. Jason Lemkin, the SaaS God on LinkedIn. Check it out. We're closing out 2021 here. What are you most excited for as we close out the year? That's a great question. I think I am really excited about big omni-channel DSPs entering the space. Mm. We're hearing a lot of rumors right now. Obviously, Trade Desk has already entered digital out of home, which is phenomenal, right? You know, they're doing billions of dollars in revenue. We just did a partnership with Pubmatic, another really big one in the online space. And we're in conversations with a lot more. And I think when these, you know, the big boys enter this space, it's going to be great for everyone. And I'm hoping by Q4, they, they jump right in. So that's what I'm most excited about. I like it. We're going to put a pin in it, come back, and we'll see how we did on that one. Douglas, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. If you found this to be helpful, please share it with somebody else who could benefit. As always, make sure to smash that subscribe button down in the corner. Like, follow, share with all the, uh, all the show, social contacts and networks and all that stuff. You are what makes the show gross. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Douglas Adstash, we'll see y'all next time. Quarter century, I finally came to my senses. I finally got my hand up on the tinted Benz kid. I see the world clear through my tinted lenses. With the dream and the drive, the possibilities endless. Now print that, send this all the way to Tokyo. Take a trip down south, down to Mexico. Next stop, Shanghai, the world-class trade show. First class all the way, because that's how we roll. Yeah, call us the rock star businessman. Rocking shows, we handle business, man. We got our own future in the palm of our hands.